0: If you're ready to open your heart and step fully into the person God created you to be, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Candid Catholic Convos. I am so happy to have you here with me again this week, especially on this beautiful Mother's Day. Fun fact, did you know Mother's Day is the third highest selling holiday for flowers and plants? It squeaks in behind Christmas and Hanukkah, but more people buy flowers and plants for their moms on Mother's Day than any other holiday. Approximately one quarter of all the flowers purchased throughout the year are bought on or for Mother's Day. Did you also know that the first Mother's Day was celebrated in 1908 by Anna Jarvis when she erected a memorial to her mother, Ann Jarvis? Though, celebrations can actually be traced all the way back to the Greeks, who had celebrations in honor of Rhea, the goddess of fertility, motherhood, and generation. Woodrow Wilson signed Mother's Day into law in 1914, legitimizing the celebration as a nationwide holiday. And every year, there are approximately 152 million Mother's Day cards bought and sent. I've always admired Mother's Day, and I absolutely believe moms deserve more than just a day where we say thank you and recognize everything they do for us. I never understood why my mom loved and kept every single handprint picture or macaroni card we made in school, but now I totally get it, and I love it. But I've also struggled with it. One of the hardest things to do when I was on my infertility journey was to go to church on Mother's Day and watch all the mothers stand in recognition or get a flower after mass. I don't even think I went to mass the Mother's Day after we miscarried because I didn't know if I should stay sitting or if I should stand. I was a mother for nine whole weeks, wasn't I? Or did Mother's Day only count for those who were visibly pregnant or had earthside children? Was I less of a mother for not being able to carry my baby to term? What if I wasn't ever going to get pregnant again? What if I was never meant to join this elite group of women? Those are the thoughts that ran through my head every May for the better part of four years. And I'm certain there are other women out there who feel the same. Still, others may be mourning the loss of their mothers or don't have a healthy relationship with their mothers, and they grieve the loss of the relationship. And it's usually at times when I'm fraught with despair or overwhelmed with empathy that I remember as Catholics, we're told to think of Mary as our mother, too. Our birth mothers might not be perfect. We are definitely not perfect. But she was. She is. When I'm struggling with motherhood, fighting with the repetitiveness or thanklessness of it all, I try to remember Mary because she became the servant of the Lord quite literally by serving all of baby Jesus's basic needs. She grew up with Jesus, learning as she went, just as all mothers do. And eventually she suffered the loss of her child. But many Catholics, myself very much included, find thinking of Mary as our mother either too hard to believe or too easy to forget, especially in the midst of grief or struggle. So I've asked Sister Geraldine Schmidt of the Sisters of Christian Charity to help me kind of piece this all together. Well, Sister, thank you so much for joining me. I'm glad to have you back on the program.
1: I am so happy to be here.
0: So... We had talked about this a little bit earlier, but Mother's Day can be hard for a lot of people. Maybe they've lost their mothers or they don't have a healthy relationship with their mothers. But we're told in the church that Mary wasn't just Jesus'
1: mother. She's our mother, too.
0: How How is that possible?
1: So the defining moment in my—one of the defining moments in Jesus' life is as he's hanging from the cross, Okay. And in in his culture back back in the day, um, women were needed to be taken care of by either their husband or their oldest son. Now Mary at the at the time of Jesus' crucifixion was a widow, probably a widow. J- Joseph was not mentioned in the scriptures, so he was out of the picture. We assume that he was had deceased. So Jesus is Mary's firstborn son. He she he has. The financial and emotional cultural responsibility to take care of her he's dying and he knows he's dying he's he's a condemned criminal, and Mary's standing there under the cross, and there was one apostle that was that didn't run when when Jesus was arrested, and that was John, so you see Mary on one side of uh, standing under the cross and John, and from the cross jesus says. Like when you think about it, to, to speak, Jesus had to pull down on his wrists and push up on his feet that were like nailed to it and says to John, behold your mother. And then says to Mary, behold your son. So like he was giving Mary to John for John to take care of her, but he was also giving her to us because his death was for all of us not just for his time and his culture.
0: That's powerful. And especially when you think of what it took for him to be able to utter those words. That's something really powerful that he's giving us his mother.
1: So that's where it comes from.
0: Right, right. There's a misconception that Catholics actually worship Mary. Can you elaborate on how she's revered in the Catholic faith, but not necessarily
1: Worship? Okay, so there's a difference between being revered and worship. Okay, we only worship God. God is the only entity in the entire global cosmos who's responsible for creation, you know, and we call God Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, triune. He's only worshiped. He, You know, God created the world. God redeemed the world. God continues to to be present in the world. He's the one who's worshiped. Now, reverence revered— so and I often say this to the, my students when I taught middle school that when you re- revere someone you respect highly respect them it's like you know families who have this wall of um generations in their house you know that's that's great 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 aunt sarah who came from the mayflower like that type of thing you 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 reverence their memory you reverence because they're part of the family okay Mary is the mother of Jesus. Jesus is our beloved brother, okay? Son of the Father, redeemed us. So why not reverence her? Like, you know, and we reverence the saints in the same manner. You know, we have devotion. That's another Catholic word, devotion. Devotion to the saints is like having a best bud, (laughs) the kid's term, you know? A best bud when you... When you have a problem, you go to your best bud to talk about. Those are the saints. But Mary, because she was, as Catholics believe, sinless from the moment of her conception. She is like the creature above all creatures, you know. That's why we reverence her the most. Mm.
0: And especially if she's our mom.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and, and yeah, that's why. Yeah. And she's closest to Jesus. When you think about it, her heart beat one with the heart of Christ. She gave her body to God so God be- can become enfleshed to save us. Like, why not reverence her? Right. Why should we
0: have a relationship with her when we could just have a relationship with Jesus? Like, is there a...
1: Okay, so Jesus is God, divine, divine and human. But Mary was 100% human. So role models, we need role models to learn, to, to know how to live this this life that we're called to by, by God. Mary is that role model. Mary, I mean, when you think about it, her life was like, she was going to get married. She loved Joseph. Her life was like, you know, mother, uh, early J- Palestine woman, you know, like she had it made until an angel appeared and said you're going to be the mother of the messiah and she was like how can i know how can i can be a mother i'm not married i don't know man it scripture says i don't know man well the holy spirit's going to take care of that she has no idea what that meant she didn't at that moment and her response be it done according to your word so all the plans that every young woman have to their future, was like, okay, you're in charge. Her submissiveness to the will of God is a role model for us. Her yes. You really want me to do that, God? Like, honestly, she didn't say that. She didn't know what it meant. But she loved him so much, she wouldn't say no. She could have. You know because God is perfect gentleman he waited for her to respond. <laughs> he doesn't coerce her us he doesn't but Mary in Mary's surrender and we call that her fiat she mimicked what we should do as God works through us and with us in our lives mm. so so there's where the relationship begins like any relationship. In a human relationship, you have to spend time. You have to learn about them. you got to—so, like, read about her. Read about—read books. Pray the rosary. The rosary is, you know, the, the kindergarten of, of learning relationship with Mary and Jesus. You know, my grandmother used to say, God rest her soul, that the, the rosary is a lasso that Mary holds to Jesus' heart. That's why it's shaped like that you know good irish grandmother but the rosary is is the way to get to to get to know her you know and to to feed to understand the dog the doctrines and the dogmas of mary to to feed your brain your knowledge about mary of why we even do what we do as catholics i know personally this was one of those aha moments for me so, sometime years ago i had a i had shingles in a place of my body that the sun doesn't shine and i was in such pain it felt like my entire body was on fire
0: mm.
1: i couldn't sit couldn't stand couldn't walk i couldn't pray it was and the and the pain meds weren't even touching it and i'm like jesus like hello how can you as a human being hang on the cross take all the sins And all the pain and the suffering of all humanity for all time. I can't even handle shingles. Come on, like, how can you do that as a human being? And he revealed to me that Mary stood close. And because she suffered with him as a mother would, that's why he had the strength to do what he needed to do and of course that made me cry for a very different reason <laughs> very different reason but yeah that's you know like oh, as a as a young woman dating you, you when you get to know the mom you get to know the boy in a different manner if you get to know Mary you get to know Jesus in a different manner as well so there's a there's a whole plethora of why we get to know Mary it's not always easy because you know A lot of people have baggage from their own, um, mothers, their own birth mothers, or, or their foster mothers or women in their lives. I know, um, my mother loved me, but she, her personality was very different. She was a bean counter. She was an accountant. One plus one equals two. And the only way to get to two was one plus one. That was it. I am the other hand, an artist. So there's a, a whole like she was into counting steps. I was looking at the texture of the marble of the steps. Like it was just like we were in just completely different feels. And understanding that relationship with Mary was something I needed as a religious, but I knew that I wasn't mature enough in my own womanhood to know why. And I came across, and don't I do not remember the name of the artist, but I came across an image in which Mary is holding out her um, her mantle and there were hundreds of people hiding underneath her mantle as a shield of protection and that found, I found so comforting. Yeah, she's a true mom. A true mom that, that, that would support and, and love me even though I'm not really, you know, like moms, they love their kids no matter how old their kids are, but as babies, that love can't be returned they just love you know and as I matured in my own womanhood uh, I realized that I was like that little child with my with my spiritual mom with Mary that she loved me but I didn't understand why her love was so important until much later in life
0: Mm. that story about your illness just kind of blows my mind it just it's something you don't you don't think about it that way and it's as a mom it's it's something i'm like oh my gosh maybe i don't know how to love mary the same way but she's always gonna love me just like i always love my son it's just a lot more pure and absorbing because she's
1: sinless and perfect and i'm human and she understands that like you know your love should be to her son she never wants to be um in in the foreground, she wants to be in the background, but without a relationship with her, you lose a part of who especially women, I think lose a part of who we're called to be yes and and she wasn't a little wimpy woman, oh no, 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 Mary was one gutsy lady. (laughs) She had to be.
0: She had to be. She was unwed. She didn't have insurance. She was young, right? And then here comes this angel saying, oh, by the way, you're going to have a baby. And she's like, okay.
1: That takes guts. And the fact that she was, you know, homeless and and that she had nine months pregnant and she was on a donkey and walking. Gutsy. Gutsy. And so was Joseph. Yeah, You know, they had to be. They had to be. They had to be.
0: So we talked about this a little bit, but how does Mary play a role in our spiritual lives?
1: So one of the things that um, as a spiritual director, I often say that directors will uh, pull up a mirror to the directee and so that they can see Christ in their life, God in their life. Mary's kind of like that. Mary is, is uh, an image, another image would be the full moon where in the middle of the night in which the the moon illuminates, but it's not coming from itself. It's coming from the S-U-N, you know, whereas Mary's love reflects the S-O-N of God. You know, um, so there's one, one aspect. Another aspect would be protector, would be as, you know, mama bear, would be would be um, somebody, a role model of what women, femininity, like as a virgin mother, and we believe as Catholic that she was ever virgin and also a mother, she, in her being, in her human being, she emulates both aspects of what womanhood is all about. When I read that, I was like, whoa, I never thought of it that way. I mean, she emulates what a virginal love is, and emulates what a mother is all in her all in her one in one person, which is like, whoa, you know, I, I think our society doesn't understand, um, the true aspects of, of what John Paul, the St. John Paul, II, said feminine genius. And she emulates that completely, you know, um, she, her, her, she is the, the perfect Eve in which, Eve said no to God, and she said yes to God. Um, She's the new Eve, you know, a complete and utter role model. Why not have a relationship with her? How else do you learn but with the role models? Kids learn through watching their adults around them. So we need Mary in our life in order to really understand that having a relationship with God is possible. Because God is so other that it's hard to understand. But we can have a relationship with each member of the Trinity. Mary did. Very differently. Each member of the Trinity. But Mary had a relationship with with each one.
0: Right. The wheels in my head are just turning because I hadn't really thought of it that way. And it's. I love what you said about how she... You get to know Jesus through knowing her. It's kind of like putting it very simply. But when your mom like is trying to set you up on a date, like, oh, come here and meet my son. Like, you're going to love him. I like that.
1: Well, I mean, she even said that at the wedding feast of Canada. Do whatever he tells you (laughs) to the waiters. Come on. Like, that's just from a mother. Uh, He's going to do something amazing. Do whatever he tells you. Right, right. And some theologian I read said that the reason why they ran a wine was because he had a bunch of apostles with him that were really invited to the wedding and they drank all the wine. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if that was true or not. So that's why Mary's like, "Do something! You're the one who they ran a wine because of." <laughs> I don't know if that is true or not, but but um, uh, it's 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 funny to to even to think about.
0: Yeah. You mentioned praying the rosary. How else can we cultivate a better relationship with Mary?
1: I think knowledge, um, like you feed the brain first, okay, and then take take that knowledge and put it into your own heart to know that that he she is around, um, that she's always constantly pointing you to a deeper relationship with her son. Create a May altar, which is a little little altar in with a little statue of Mary in your home, and take wildflowers that are abundant right now and just create a little devotion to her that way, to honor her as a mother of Jesus. Um, that's, that's a childlike way of doing it, but also very profound, you know, um, just like you would offer as a kid, your, your own mom, wildflower Why not do that to Mary, you know, and participate in May crownings, you know, the Litany of Loretto, which is all the the names of of Mary, pray that f- during the month of October and 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 May, which is two months devoted to her, that gives you a in a diamond, all the different facets of who Mary is to a Catholic to a Catholic, which is great. I love yeah.
0: that, and that's one of my favorite things. Is when my kids will like pick a half wilted dandelion and be like, mommy, I picked this for you. I recently learned about consecrating oneself to Mary, much like the bishop consecrated Ukraine a few weeks ago. What does it mean to consecrate yourself to Mary, and how do you do it?
1: Okay, so the word consecrate in that matter means to make holy, to set apart, okay, to set apart. And when, you, when Bishop Gaynor consecrated the, the, the country of the Ukraine to Mary, he was putting the entire country under Mary's mantle protect to protect her protect them to pr- and pray for the end of the war okay so that's what you consec- so consecration to mary um, there are books out there called 30, 33 days of glory and, and it's a series of prayers that you usually take at the end the prayers end at the at a feast day a Marian feast day okay um, louis saint louis de montfort was responsible for the first consecration to mary you know um, that's what I did when I was a, a baby nun, Mac, hundred years ago. Um, we we I did a consecration to Mary with Saint Louis de Marnefort. um, and ended with um, on the feast of, um, the um, Candlemas Day, February second, which is you know the presentation, the whole yeah, that was the f- day I consecrated myself to Mary. So what it is, it's it's series of prayers that you go through a series of days, praying to be. Come like a little Mary, another uh, a person who you know would speak the way she would speak, would act the way she would act, all reflecting Christ in today's world, to love the way she did in today's world.
0: That must be pretty powerful. It
1: is. It, if and it's interesting because it's not a once and, once and done deal. I mean, um, because every time you do it and you take some you know time off, you don't constantly do it, but you center more and more. And as you grow older, you become more wise and understanding of what these prayers, the words of these prayers mean and the power it is to become a daughter of Mary or a son of Mary.
0: I love that. So let's say you have a negative or unhealthy relationship with your earthly parents. I know one of the 10 commandments says you need to honor your father and mother. But if they're not acting in a, a way that's honorably, how can growing in love with Mary help to ease the pain?
1: he, he she heals that. See part of the, being healed is being free, you know, and nobody wants no God never asks anybody who is not safe to be part of your life, even if that's your parent those are your parents. Forgiveness means you can forgive them but not necessarily be a part of your life, okay? Mary can help you with that. Mary can help you open your heart to Christ's healing and to find the glory in the wounds. Think of it this way. The only, and I can't believe that Jesus, in his glorified state, didn't visit Mary. He visited the apostles. He had to go visit Mary. It's not in scripture, but he had to. That's mom, for crying out loud. Anyway, (laughs) the resurrected Christ had wounds. But those wounds were not the wounds of the horror of the crucifixion. They became wounds of love. So, And everybody carries baggage. Everybody carries wounds. And the amazing thing is, is that we open our wounds for the healing touch of Mary and of God, and those wounds become glorified like there's a japanese um custom in japan the t- the tea ceremony is like very culturally important and because of their respect for tea and that ceremony they don't throw out a broken teacup what they do is they glue it together with gold so the broken ass the broken teacup is no- more valuable than the whole one mm. Our brokenness given to God can be a vehicle in which other people are healed.
0: I really appreciate you coming in and explaining a lot of that to us. And I hope you have a great weekend, and I'm, I'm hoping I can get you back in here again.
1: I would be very happy to come back anytime. Thank you so much for listening.
0: Our goal at the Diocese of Harrisburg is to walk with you on your faith journey. So if this episode resonated with you in any way, the easiest way to show your appreciation is by sharing this program with your network or by leaving a review on your listening platform. You can also support us financially by making a donation online at hbgdiocese.org DAC and clicking the make a donation button. Thanks
1: again, and we'll see you at church on Sunday.